Hey everyone, today is Thursday, the 12th of July, 2018. This is The Gap, episode 427. I'm Luke Laurie and Job Guru is here. How you going, Job? Yeah, I'm fine. You're on delay. Am I? It took you a while to answer that. Well, you I, to think wanted about to, it. I wanted to really like bring the mood down. Why? You're all you're all hyped up. You're all like, oh, welcome everybody. Oh, well, well listen to the gap. Blah, 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 blah. And I'll just be all like, pause. One, two, three. Yeah. Okay. The people know that this is not one of those fucking hype podcasts. New listeners, right? I want new listeners to know that this is one of those chill podcasts. We don't really get up in arms on this podcast. We get up in arms. Calm the fuck About down. things. Calm the fuck down. Calm your farm. Fuck hole. We do um, things a little bit casual here. We're super casual. I'm now in my tracky dacks. I'm a jumper. Yeah. Yep. It's fucking cold, isn't it? It's been cold. Yeah. Too cold. Yeah. But too furious. Compared to fucking Japan, which was too hot. Just feels like there's no good middle ground, you know? Where's the middle ground? Where's a place on Earth that is 19 degrees all the time? That's what I want. Hmm. I'm not sure. Yeah. I guess inside, in a in a in a room that's air conditioned to be 19 degrees at all times. Yeah. This is why you shouldn't go outside. True. True. You went outside this uh, week, though. I did. Uh, I I sure did. Uh, I went. That was so planned. Yeah, I was. I was. I had a much worse segue, but okay. uh, I'll, I'll I'll make that point anyway later. Uh, I did. I went out to the Annandale Hotel, uh, which used to be a fantastic venue uh, for live acts. I'm sure you've been there a couple of times. No, um, never been in the Annandale. I did. I'm looking it up on the maps. Yeah, it's fucking Parramatta Road. Yeah, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. No, I've never been there. Really? Oh. Yeah. I'm surprised, because you, you like going to live bands and stuff. I've only ever been dragged there, but I saw uh, uh, some DMB thing with John Lust. Right. Once. Uh, and I remember they were like advertising that, I think, Mastodon? No, that fucking. Heavy metal bands. Heavy metal bands. Yeah. yeah, they were playing there and shit. Right. Uh, apparently, they don't do that anymore. People <laughs> shit got wild. And complain about the noise. They move next to a bar. Right. Complain about the noise, which is the most Sydney shit of all time. But whatever. Fucking anyway. sounds like Melbourne people moved in. <laughs> got him. <laughs> um. So they've got a place there called Burgers by Josh. Josh. Burgers by Josh. I'll try that again. Uh, and it's a um, it's a burger joint. It's, they sell burgers and stuff. And uh, I, I rolled over yesterday um, because Warcraft, uh, the battle for Azeroth, is uh, doing a promo there. They're pitching that they've got some um, some new burgers because obviously battle for Azeroth is all about the battle for Azeroth. Uh, where ostensibly they're going to finally uh, really pitch the two factions against one another, you know, because I think for a long time, Alliance and Horde have really been getting along pretty well. Battle for Azeroth is supposed to not do that anymore. Um, I remember, like, 
one of my favorite things in world of warcraft that wasn't sitting at the auction house uh actually most of the time the only reason uh, i got into any of this stuff was because i was bored of sitting at the auction house uh or I, we anyway my favorite things was uh raiding the capital of whichever faction i wasn't at that time because i had characters on both sides uh i i i believe at one point i was very much a horde person and then uh, i switched factions and i was all about the alliance but uh yeah I, i'd say i've always been more alliance than horde i mean my first tune was a uh night elf so i'd say yeah, like night elf hunter yeah i'm pretty sure I've always been pro alliance, but uh, yeah, you'd go on raids and you'd raid the other city's capital, uh, other faction's capital city, uh, and it was always a lot of fun. Most of the time, uh, I was on a raid. It was usually because I'd been idle at the auction house, watching the wire, typically, uh, and we got raided, and uh, all of the people who were farming the auction house got, you know decided to go fucking raid the fuck out of you know revenge a revenge raid hmm. um to get back at them and we we'd uh get all our guilds guildmates to come along with us and we go raid and it was just this back and forth of uh raiding but uh then that sort of seemed to stop for a long time and people have just been getting along i mean it used to be that you literally couldn't walk through barons uh, without, like, on a PvP server, without A, getting fuck ganked out of you, yeah. or B, like, definitely hearing some jokes about your mom. Um, and where was the other one? Stranglethorn Vale. Fuck. Yeah. I spent so much time ganking in Strang Stranglethorn Vale. That was my favorite place to gank, because I was always trying to farm the mats that I needed to go... What was that fucking the dungeon in there? Um, oh, Is that where the uh, that that bug happened that got out? What it bug? was like a virus or something that got out. Was uh, that a stranglethorn? Was it? I can't remember. I, I thought know. it was. I don't know, um, but I do know that yeah, you needed to farm a bunch of mats so that you could get. Well, first of all, I farmed mats in stranglethorn because you could, they were like that weird space where you know because of getting ganked a lot uh people didn't want to farm them too much they were required for leveling up your um leather working and so you just sort of people would sort of try and skip over it the other one was yeah you needed some mats so you could go into oh man it's killing me the fucking the dungeon there that had the tiny drop tiny chance drop for a wrapped amount and I used to spend a lot of time I'd farm mats farm the leather and then I'd go in and have a punt at trying to get the fucking wrapped amount never got it which is a bummer but um yeah you, I'd gank there all the time nobody seems to gank anymore or nobody, nobody was ganking anymore when when I quit it seemed like everyone was just PVE and basically but Battle for Azeroth is Changing that by allowing you to be to flag for PvP 
whenever, incentivizing you to do PvP, putting bounties on players and shit like that. Anyway, none of this was at this burger event. This burger event was literally a preview of some burgers that they have made in honor of Warcraft. All of that is just because I've been paying attention to Battle for Azeroth a little bit. Hmm. Um, so they made two burgers. They made a Alliance burger and a Horde burger. The Alliance burger was uh, had a blue bun, a dyed blue bun. Uh, two pretty reasonable, I'd say, like, yeah, maybe a third of a pound, maybe quarter pound of meat. Uh, so a You've got two of those. You've got a hash brown, a bunch of bacon, lettuce, tomato, and a jalapeno popper. Uh, and it was all on this one sandwich. It was a beast, an utter beast. Um, the Horde Burger was a chicken burger, fried chicken. had a fried chicken breast piece. Uh, had bacon. had jalapenos and uh, like a coleslaw sauce type dealio. You know what I'm, you know, the, that you always get with like fried chicken, right? Yep. Like pretty standard. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, and it had these two pickled um, jalapenos on the top. So like horns, they look like horns. Um yeah, those, sounds challenging to eat. Well, it yeah, apart. it was it was rough, especially because they did it like uh, Nashville style style hot chicken, which is where they pound out the the chicken breast into like one flat piece of chicken, mm. um, <clears throat> instead of like the traditional fried chicken, which is like just the breast chopped up into like a reasonable portion, and then. Um, like obviously marinated and deep fried. This is flattened out, and then I think buttermilk coated uh, in a buttermilk batter, deep fried, and then covered in hot sauce. Uh, so it was it's sort of unwieldy. I thought uh, my favorite was the Alliance Burger because it's a really fucking good burger. Hmm. They use really good meat in the patties. A really good beef, and uh, I cook it to. There's a little bit of pink in the middle. They were thick enough so that you got like this awesome char on the outside of the beef, uh, crispy all the way around. Then you know a hash brown on a burger. I'm a, like I'm all about that. Uh, I love it. And um, the jalapeno pop was good as well. Uh, the I just thought the the Nashville style chicken on a burger just isn't really how I like to, like, how I like fried chicken on a boat, mm-hmm. ultimately, you know? Um, it's still awesome. Like, it's still delicious, I think. But to actually eat it correctly, I had to, like, fold it in half. I had to, like, undo the fucking Horde burger and then fold the chicken in half and put it back together in so I could actually get... And then it was sort of like two, two chicken patties. Um, but, yeah, just a bit messy. Um two really good burgers I ate both of them I was the only person who ate both of them uh, was it a competition? no <laughs> everything's a competition when I'm involved um, yeah it was awesome I was super about it um, 
had a bunch of beers, was basically meat drunk for the rest of the day. It was a complete write-off of the day, uh, and it wasn't supposed to be, but oh well. Uh, yeah, they're available, like, from Friday at the Annandale, at Burgers by Josh, basically, until um, Battle for Azeroth comes out. I think it's a really cool idea. Like, I, I genuinely thought it was an interesting way to sort of um, get people thinking about Battle for Azeroth because I'd basically forgotten about it, but... Uh, yeah. Yeah, it got me, like, well well in again. Um, they got you with food. They got me... They, they know the way to my heart. <laughs> um, yeah, the, the only thing is, though, right... I can't tell if it like I would love to hear from some of the other people who had these burgers, um, but I can't tell or if it's just me or uh, my my poo has been the like greenest green <laughs> since I ate them, and I am wondering if like my wife bought a new fucking toilet duck thing, you know those mm. things you hang in your toilet to make it smell nice or whatever. Mm-hmm. But my poop has smelled like matcha green tea as well, which is <laughs> especially what confusing. Are you, what are you smelling this for? Like, how close are you getting? I'm as close as anyone would be to their own poo. It's just, like, it's pretty potent. Like, I was a fucking biohazard last night. Like, I could not stop farting, and... <laughs> You're really selling uh, these burgers. <laughs> I just don't think you should eat... You're not supposed to eat two of them. There's a lot <clears throat> of spicy stuff on them. Hmm. And, uh, and yeah. Anyway, uh, I'd love to know if everyone else is... It's the, like, I think the green poop doesn't really worry me that much, but the strong smell of matcha green tea... <laughs> really weirded me out because there was no there's nothing there's no green tea element in these burgers so I don't the know kind of, yeah that I know of true yeah anyway that's what I got cool yeah um yeah it seems to be like every once in a while somebody does some sort of PR thing that involves food yeah <clears throat> it's a it's a good plan in my opinion it's a like a clever way to get people you can see like I'll tell you what like there was uh, like basically most of IGN showed up all of GameSpot showed up uh, like if you want game journalists to show up put on some fucking solid food and you know maybe some booze if they were to like if Mafia 3 had actually done like a drinking session of that whiskey they sent out yeah uh yeah. I don't know, man. Uh, I reckon everyone would have fucking... There would have been a fucking line out the door trying to get in <laughs> to that shit. Uh, but they never did. They just sent it out. Which, I, I mean, I'm okay with. But, um, yeah. That's... I don't know. It's, it's just a good idea. I think food and games. And burgers make sense. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Cool. Cool. Hmm. Hmm. So that's next month. Are you getting in? Uh, I actually, I think about it a lot, eh? Hmm. Because I need something downtiming. I yeah. I need something my downtime. Now that 
the PUBG addiction is done. <laughs> um, I don't have anything that kills time like that. Yeah. Uh, like, I've been, I, yeah, I've been trying to fill that, that space playing Battlefield and Rainbow Six and Postscriptum and, yeah. But, yeah. Well, like, I, I feel like WoW's a hard one to sort of get back into, especially if you haven't played it for, I, like, for me, I, haven't, I don't think I've touched it since the last expansion, so what, two years ago? Um, and, like, just getting in and remembering all your buttons and usually when you jump in there they they reset uh basically your entire quick bar um and so you've got to set that all up again and and sometimes like that most likely they've reset all your talent so you've got to figure out like what's good again and it's just such a huge pain especially when you're jumping in and you're you're in like the sixth expansion to the game you're like well i gotta fucking relearn this character again um Whereas it's usually easier we start off on, like, a level one character and start working our way up, like, a month beforehand. Um, Just so you get familiar with it. But, yeah, it can be sometimes a bit hard to just jump back in and be like, well, let's start where we kind of left off from last time. Um, So, it's yeah, it's like a weird place to be in for that game. I hate the the one uh, one to... Well, it's not the one to 65 or one to 70 journey that i hate yeah the i guess 60 to 70 portion well they fixed up a lot of the early game stuff right um like they, they went, fixed it so went you don't back. have to go to the outlands anymore right which was, i think was always the biggest hurdle the starting a new character was the knowledge that you'd have to like fucking bang your head against the fucking outlands yeah for fucking a week yeah, and they kind of went and fixed up like a lot of the quests. They made them a lot more interesting. It's no longer as grindy. Um, yeah, it just like made it a bit quicker, like a lot quicker actually, to just jump back in and sort of play it your own way, as opposed to just being like, "All right, you got to go from here to here to here to here." You can, you don't have to do all that stuff. Um, so yeah, it was definitely like going back and playing that. It was. Uh, a lot less grindy and I had a lot more fun with all those updates um, that they keep doing. So, yeah, it's been good. I- I'm keen to sort of see what the new stuff is for this one because I haven't, I can't remember at all. I haven't really read up on it too much, but usually it's pretty decent, decent additions. I think the last one was maybe a little bit flat in terms of content, but um, yeah, I enjoy getting in there every once in a while and playing it for like a month or so. Checking out the yeah. new stuff. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, speaking of not being able to play much, yeah, like the PUBG thing, I think, is sort of a bit frustrating still. Um, I guess we jumped into a couple of games over the weekend. Yeah. I think we played we played a little bit uh, when we could get in there. And, um, yeah, I don't know. You, you pretty much just off it now. Is that what's going on? Like, I guess if I see you guys playing, I'll I'll jump in. Like, if there's a, a fourth spot available, yeah. But yeah, it's just I don't know. It's it's weird, you know. I I do have fun when we're playing, but there's just this really sour taste in my mouth about the experience around playing. You know, mm. that has just got me blah just not into it anymore I guess 
Yeah. For me, it's the, the idea of not being able to play anything but the new map at the moment. Like, I like the old style maps. <laughs> yeah. And literally, you can't play at the moment. Like, we've harped on about it for fucking weeks. Um, but you can, you pretty much can only play a new map at the moment unless you want to wait 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. Um, or play on Southeast Asia. Um, so yeah, it's like a completely different experience. And you can't play solo on any of those maps pretty much. It's just like, you have to play between five and nine o'clock. <laughs> Uh, and you'll get the new map and that's pretty much about it um, and I think that'll change even further now because they enabled MMR so I think those wait times will go even higher um, be- right. because now it's going to be matching with people that are around your same skill level as opposed to just anybody who wants to play so yeah it's a bit shit um, I jumped on I jumped in on I th- was it Tuesday? What day? Yeah, Tuesday night, just before the um, uh, the awesome um, day three, I think, um, matches. So awesome is a uh, a PUBG tournament that's going. Or they host PUBG tournaments. They host a bunch of other games, but they're an international group and they're jumping into it. Australia by the sounds of things and just sort of testing the water. Um, but. Yeah, I'm hearing that they're pretty popular overseas and they run some really big competitions and they're looking to do some huge things over here. Um, so I was watching... Well, I jumped into some games and like all the pros were warming up at that stage. Yeah. Um, and it was just chaos for like two hours because I was just hot dropping because um, I was play- I was basically playing solo squads, um, like one-man squads because I couldn't get any solo games going on that yeah. map. Um, so I was, yeah, pretty much just hot dropping at boot camp, which that's probably the place to land most of the time. And literally every round either had, had a, a pro team landing there. Um, and it was just mayhem. There was one game where, where there was two teams. It was like Greyhounds and, um, I think it was Immunity as well had landed there. Um, and it was just nuts. It was fucking ridiculous. It was off the chain. So I think I played like six or seven games straight and it was just round after round of pro players landing. Uh, and it was quite, I was getting like three or four kills usually. Um, but not really like wiping entire pro teams, but it was still fun to kind of just fuck around with them for a little while. Um, but that's probably the most fun that I've had with PUBG <laughs> in a couple of weeks. It's just, yeah. just hot dropping and, uh, being stupid but yeah that's i guess going to change a bit now that all the matchmaking is in there it's going to probably take a bit longer to get into games so i can't really have the privilege of doing that anymore like being able to just hot drop die and then get pretty much straight back into a game was convenient Mm. um but maybe having to wait now it's maybe have to rethink that so yeah that sucks i haven't had a look i think the servers have just come come back on um, right. So I might check it later on and see what what they're like, but yeah, that bit frustrating, but whatever. Yeah. Yep. Um, but otherwise, jumped into Battlefield One. Yeah, we had a pretty good session of Battlefield One. Yeah, we played a couple hours. Day. Good. Um, that is a game that I basically only want to play. like. That is another game that I really enjoy when I'm playing. Hmm. And I loathe a lot of the shit that goes on around the experience of playing that game. Um, I really like the moment to moment 
uh, play of Battlefield 1 I think is awesome, but fucking hell. There's uh, a bunch of stuff that I just uh, have very little patience for. The menus and the clutter in the menu and all this, like, stuff going on that's trying to incentivize you to buy crates and stuff like that. Just hate it. Um, and then once you get in, it's, it's fucking awesome. You just fucking power. Cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you just fucking cluster up. You do whatever your squad leader tells you to, and then, yeah, you fucking... Whatever Nate yeah. wants you to do. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Yeah, um, I, I was. Um, I, I've changed up. I'm, I'm not playing assault anymore. I'm playing. I've been playing sniper. Um, yeah. I don't know if you were in the games when I changed sniper. I think I was still playing assault, but I jumped in a couple more games with Nate uh, over the last right. few days. Um, yeah, and yeah, I was playing sniper, and I was not having that great a time until I was like, "What gun should I be using?" Because this is not. Let's just take like the default gun they give you is so slow and. Um, Unless you're getting headshots, like it can be quite hard to get headshots if, um, like you've got a gun that sort of reloads really slowly. So they were like, "Hey, choose this one. This is the best one I found." And as soon as I swapped to that, like I was having so much better time because um, it was a gun that had a lot of rounds in it. It um, it reloaded quite quickly, and um, the scope on it was pretty decent. So yeah, as soon as I switched to that, I was having such a better time with sniping. And that's pretty much all I've been using since, um, since the last couple of games we've played, and it's been really good because assault is kind of. I think it's assault my main medic was my sort of secondary. Haven't touched, um, haven't really touched sniper and uh, support. So yeah, playing something different was a lot of fun for me, at least. Hmm. Yeah, I was pretty much exclusively playing medic, except on. Is it Empire's Edge, I think? The map with the castle and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. That one, I was in a vehicle the entire map. Mm-hmm. A, an AA um, arty gun. The, so not the usual arty gun that has the artillery on the back, but the AA variant. And I literally just shut down their plane. And I got fuck all score and technically wasn't playing the objective that much, but the fact that they could not bring a plane anywhere close to the middle of the map did like some, I don't know. I was definitely frustrating their pilots a lot, which was cool. They definitely sent some massive tanks literally just to go shut me down a couple of times. And uh, all I did was piss bolt away when the, uh, what's that, what's that big one with the guns on the side, the like land, don't Don't use them (laughs) yeah oh yeah they were sending fucking tanks to go deal with me because they'd given up apparently which was hilarious little old me uh yeah so that was good but otherwise I was just playing medic and there is something insanely satisfying about keeping like an entire squad up when you're deep in the back line and finally wiping out uh, a, a point so that you can capture it. We were doing a lot. It was awesome. There are some decent maps on there uh, that I hadn't really 
seen before. Um, that hmm. snow one we did. With yeah, I, I, I was just looking that up. Um, it's called it, it's called Albion. Um, That's a good fucking map. I really like it. Yeah, yeah, because I was about to bring that up, and I was like, I need to look up that map name. Um, and yeah, I haven't actually played that one before, and uh, everyone kind of started off on boats, and I was like, oh, it's this fucking boat map, um, mm, but it, it wasn't. Well. <laughs> it wasn't. As soon as we got onto land, I was like, holy shit, this map's actually pretty good. Um, it's it's sort of like all these islands in the snow that are um, that like there's a bunch of islands but they're still sort of connected and there's easy ways to get across to them as opposed yeah. to being like the other map where it was literally just fucking boats like a boat yeah. battle um so yeah that one i really dug it and i'd only played that one that well that was the first time i played it and i had a lot of fun with that one yeah it was good um, um like just it's really smartly made map because the lines of sight between uh like points aren't long enough that snipers can easily dominate, but they are long enough that you can. So if you're going from, I think it was like D to E, yeah, uh, so camping in E as a sniper won't give you the opportunity to dominate people running in from D. But if you're looking over at A from E, then suddenly as a sniper and so it, it like the lines of sight sort of only really encourage super long range sniping mm-hmm. as opposed to mid range which I tend to find like that's the that sweet spot mechanic that I fucking hate in Battlefield 1 that uh, idea that a, a chest shot is a one shot as long as they're in this certain range um, that's that is a rant, like based around this mid range sniper concept the way Nate uh, plays Sniper and I don't know if you you probably do if you're playing Nate but the way Nate plays Sniper is close range or long range he doesn't play any mid range because it means not really playing the the fucking objective but if he like if he spawned at E as a Sniper he would stop for a second have a look down the line at A or whatever the fuck and see what he could get and then he would continue to play the fucking objective um it, like it's yeah you take a, a punt and then you move on it's uh it's the sort of sniper play that i really appreciate because uh it's so awesome having a sniper in your squad to have that that flare gun go out so you've got the uh minimap lit up with enemies so you can find them and having them actually with you means that they're like doing stuff. They're not just sitting back, lying in some bush somewhere, trying to get picks and shit, which just feels completely worth it. That mm. map in particular, I just thought was really good for not giving. Every time I, I died to a sniper, I felt like it was a properly fucking good shot. Like I was like, not even mad actually that was just fucking top notch well done like they would have had to lead and account for bullet drop and all this shit uh from from a pretty long distance you know yeah yeah there was a bunch in the forest up the back that were doing really long range shots (laughs) yeah except for those fucks i I just remembered yeah those fucks but then i got on that fucking land that gun emplacement yeah and I started fucking raining hell on them. And I got a bunch of kills out of that. That was pretty good. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
have you noticed that Nate Nate is always number one, almost always number one in our squad? And that's because he gets extra points for fucking marking objectives as squad lead. Yeah. Fucking cheeky cunt. So it doesn't matter if we're doing way better than him. I count it fucking as a win if I come close to his fucking score. <laughs> I know he's getting all those extra points. We usually are squad squad leaders. Oh, well, yes, squad leaders, what they call them. Ace, ace. Ace squad. Ace squad. Yeah. 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 We're definitely usually a squad, yeah. Yeah, man. Um, I'm keen for the next one, Battlefield Five. Didn't get invited to the Alpha because um, yeah. fuck EA here in Australia. Um, uh-huh. But, yeah, I'm, I'm keen to see the new changes they've got in there and how it kind of works with the the building mechanics and, like, the new reviving mechanics. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting, I think. Yeah, definitely. I'm well in on uh, checking that shit out because... Yeah, I. Uh, I mean, it seems a little rigid, but I, I want to see how it, it translates. You know, I'm very excited. Yep. If only we could get it in somehow. Hmm. Yep. All right. What else we got that we can talk about? Um, Rainbow Six Siege. Yeah. All gone through shooters. Played a bit of that as well. Played. Uh, I played a bunch of it. To be honest, like a fucking ton of it. Uh, that's my. That's. Well, until uh, Warhammer 40k came along, that was my killing time game. Uh, I played it for about three hours yesterday. I I just jump in the Rainbows chat channel and I play, and it doesn't really matter if anyone jumps in or not. That's like I'd love I'd love to play with other people, but uh, yeah, it doesn't matter. I, I think the Aussie community for that is really good. It's like healthy. It's not toxic at all. Um, like the, obviously, there's people get salty and shit, but yeah, yeah, doesn't so, take long like, to get games. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't take long to get games, and the games are fucking fun. I've been playing so much fucking Twitch, um, and a lot of um, Maestro, the camera guy. Yeah, like fuck, he is. If you can find some good places for his cameras. He is disgusting. I got a um, a kill with the Maestro cam. Uh, and it was the last. Like we were on a secure area on the new map, and uh, I was camped out in the fucking in the room with a little deployable shield. He gets a deployable shield, or I think impact grenades. No barbed wire. Barbed wire is completely useless on him, but a deployable shield. You find like a corner somewhere put the shield up and just fucking hide behind mm. it. Because um, you want to be on the camera as much as possible. Anyway, I'm sitting on the camera and uh, the last person on their team runs in and I like just open up the camera. They start capping. Or they can't cap because uh, there's someone in the room. They don't know where I am. So they start searching for me and I just zap them the entire time while they're like trying to find me Hmm. and they're terrified because there was one other person on my team. So they're not, they refuse to like shoot the camera. They don't want to take out the camera. They don't want to find the camera, I guess, uh, because they're too busy trying to find me. So they can start the cat before the other person comes. Cause I, you know, I guess shooting, like killing Maestro means he can't shoot from his camera anymore. Yeah. So I guess it's not the worst reasoning, but uh, if, yeah, 
if they could find the camera, it'd be way easier to just shoot, shoot the camera. Although I did have another camera that I could have switched to. Right. How much damage does that camera do? I think it's like Twitch amount. Okay. Like, it's like 10. 10, but it does it a lot faster. It's like pew, 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 pew. So you can get like a good amount of damage out pretty fucking quick. Hmm. Um, probably like, I'd say like two seconds and a person would be dead. Um, and yeah, I just sat there fucking hammering into him and uh, he dropped. He got like downed. Still hmm. cap, or still like contested capping. Yeah. Uh, and I finished him off and it was pretty good. He was pretty salty about dying to the camera, mostly because his teammates went fucking in on him, <laughs> which was hilarious. Uh, they're like, just shoot the fucking camera. Why would not you shoot the camera? Oh, fucking hilarious. Um, yeah, that was pretty good. Uh, I did a, a fucking sick clutch 1v3 um, on bank within the file room and uh, I managed to yeah just full-blown clutch out the win um, everyone else on the team died and there were three of them left they were coming in it was hostage in the yeah in the file room on the main floor of mm. the bank and uh, I was lesion and I had all all of my minds were out and it was perfect because I was able to, like, when they popped, I knew exactly where the other person was. And so they all, they coordinated pretty well, but they were about, like, a second off. And so one came through the file room itself, uh, popped the thing, and I pounded into the fucking wall. Uh, and it's basically, it's basically pre-firing. Hmm. Um like from from their perspective, they might as well be getting pre-fired. Uh, the the other guy came in through the like lobby uh, about like half a second later, and I switched straight to him and shot him through the divider. And then the third guy came in like a, a second too late. I think he stopped to take the dart out, but I'd heard it. Uh, if he just run in. At, like at the same time, then he would have gone the kill. Yep. I'd switch my pistol to finish him off. It felt like fucking ball of shit. I felt like so, like so cool. I felt fucking like a king. And then the next, I think the next game or the game after the next, I was playing with this dude who is terrifyingly good. His like his lean peaking was out of control and he finished a game where we lost 2-3 um he finished it with i think it was like 17 kills yeah <laughs> the other team were flat out fucking wrecking us and he was like he got like one full ace he got uh like just shy of an ace another two times like just fucking out of control shit he was very fucking good uh and yeah it was it was staggering to watch him play because he was yeah his leans were just crazy good hmm. I mean, he's yeah he just like lean and be shooting pre-firing on the lean and he'd get a fucking headshot and shit it was good it was really good but yeah Anyway. Cool. Um, I love that game. Yeah, man. 
There's uh, some games on tonight. Um, in preparation for the APAC finals, right? Yeah. I think there are four games tonight. Something like that. Nice. Yeah. Maybe more. Can't remember. So, it's good. Um, what else you got here? Um, Quake. What's about Quake? Quake Champions. All right. I'm going to go to the bathroom, but I am still listening. Right. What that? Quake Champions. I think the last time um, we checked this out was when it first went into... Uh, I think it was early access. Might have been closed. Might have been a closed beta or something like that. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah. Uh, Quake Champions basically a free-to-play uh, Quake game where uh, I guess the twist on it this time is each hero or champion has a unique ability um, which you can pop. And they've also got different characteristics in terms of how much like damage they can take, um, how much armor they've got by default, and their maneuverability. Um, so they, they've got different speeds between all of them. I guess that's... Um, depending on like your bigger dudes uh will have more armor and health uh but they'll be slower whereas the the tinier guys will be quicker but have maybe um a bit less health and um yeah that's sort of how they're i guess trying to balance it but but also different characters will have yeah these like unique abilities that they uh they can trigger every once in a while uh within the game uh, ultimates and so as an example um the default ranger dude uh, has like a teleport move so he shoots out a ball or an orb and uh, he's able to let that fly through the air and any time you can trigger that again and then teleport to that one um, whereas like there's another guy with like a charge ability um, anybody that he hits will take a bit of damage um, there's like one that has a, spits a health acid. yeah spits acid out so anybody that sort of stands on that gets damaged it's sort of like a um, I don't know like a Molotov in <laughs> Counter-Strike um and there's like one dude that is able to heal himself. Um, if anybody comes inside a certain radius, they take damage. Um, so yeah, there's like different characteristics to each one of these champions that you use. Uh, you earn, you earn like a currency within the game and then you can use that currency to unlock, uh, other champions or, uh, cosmetic items in the game. Um, and I think that's about it in terms of the currency stuff. Like I don't, I don't think there's anything else in there. Can I just like clarify? You said they move at different speeds, but they have different movement types, don't they? Uh, do they? I, I don't yeah. know. The ones I've played have just been generic human person. I was under the impression that they had like different styles of movement from the different like uh, like ways people have played. Quake over there. There's like Quake Three movement. There's um, like CPM movement. Uh, CPL, CPM, yeah. CPL. Can't remember. Uh, and one other type. I thought. I thought they had that. Maybe. I don't know. I haven't looked uh, into too much, and also because um, they have reset. I guess they're resetting like accounts every once in a while. Like I said, I don't remember the last time it was we played. Um, but my all my stuff is not there anymore, um, so I'm having to unlock uh, characters again. So I'm not at that stage where I'm able to to play anyone else other than like, hey, here's the one that you start off with, and here's the free one that we have every week or every 24 hours that they rotate. I'm not too sure. Um, so yeah, maybe there is different st- types of movement speeds, but 
or oh, sorry, different types of movements, but I haven't experienced that yet because I've literally only played like I think three characters in this game since since it's come out. Um, yeah, but yeah, that's the gist of it. Uh, there's different game modes: uh, solo, a solo playlist. There is team playlists, um, and within those uh, specific playlists, there are breakdowns of different modes as well. So there's like an insta gib. Um, there's like two v two duels, one v one duels, just different types of of modes in there as well. Um, I jumped into my first game. And uh, I was r- fucking wrecking. I was destroying. I think I ended up hitting the limit, which was 70 kills. And the next person below me was on like 14. Um, I was doing so well until I realized that I was in a server full of bots. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it filled out the entire server. I was like, I'm just fucking destroying people. But not only that, but I was just smashing them with like the rail gun. I, I like... <laughs> 30-something railgun medals by the end of that game. Um, it was just ridiculous. And then I played another game, and it filled the server up with bots again. I was like, oh, fuck. All right, fair enough. I think I'll just uh, I'll give up for now and jump back in a bit later. Um, so I ended up playing a game yesterday at, uh, I think it was about 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock maybe. And um, I had to throw other people in my match, and we are playing just solo. And it ended up being Instagib. So railguns right. only. Oh, not railguns. I think there was gauntlet as well, possibly. Right, yeah. But yeah, railguns and just melee attacks. Um, yeah. So I, I ended up winning that one as well, just by like I don't know five kills, five frags. Um, but yeah, man, like the game definitely feels a lot better than what we first played it. Um, yeah. A while back, it, it feels. I don't know like I wasn't having that experience it was like oh I felt like I hit that person and then like fucking nothing happened but at the same time it's a little bit hard for me to to say whether or not that is correct because I was playing against bots um, those first two games and so maybe when I uh, when I do get a chance to jump back in and play against actual people using the, the actual real guns yeah, I might have a different experience but it felt okay playing against bots um, the instigative mode felt really good when I was playing that. So, um, yeah, I guess I've had a lot better of experience with it. Um, it's a bit hard to tell how I still feel about the, um, like the champions and how balanced that is. Cause I think when it first came out, there wasn't really a diverse range of who you could kind of pick. And, um, so it just seemed like just stuff that was all over. like, you'd see the same two or three guys over and over again each match. Um, yeah. whereas this time, because I was just playing against bots the entire, you know, three games that I played. Um, yeah, I don't know how that kind of works out in terms of how balanced those modes are. Because um, you've got, like, that instagib mode. You can still use your abilities in there. So, like, I was playing the character that allows himself to heal, but also does damage inside a certain radius. So, I would, like, plonk down this... Um, it's like a totem they put down on the ground. And so, I'd put him on, like narrow stairways and as they'd come around they'd kind of run into it and they'd just fucking instigate them straight away so I was doing <laughs> cheeky shit like that um, yeah. and wh- whereas like I'd be playing against another guy like a, a big bruiser tank and his charge attack he would just unleash that while we're in like a narrow hallway and just one shot me with that thing um, yeah. so there's like different ways you can use it and I don't know how that would affect like I'm the fucking lizard person I put throw down acid at you like is that a one shot thing like how the fuck yeah. is that balanced um, so yeah 
I don't know yet. I have to play a lot more of it to kind of get a feel. But it does, from what I played against the bots and that instant mode, it definitely felt like the netcode is a lot better. Um, yeah. Like the, especially like the railgun, like getting, it felt like I was hitting people with that railgun and the lightning gun felt really solid. Um, so yeah, I, I'm keen to play with some of you guys at some stage. But I'm still, like, I'm still weird, like, I'm still cautious about the whole champions and abilities thing. Yeah. Um, and whether or not that ends up being, like, another Overwatch where it's the same fucking five characters all the time. Um, because yeah. that's where Overwatch has pretty much gone. Um, it, well, especially in, like, competitive play, it's sort of like these are the characters you use on this map. And, and yeah. um, you know, it's been like that for fucking, like, two years now. Which is a bit yeah. crap. So, but otherwise, like, it feels decent at the moment. So, I'm keen to play a bit more. Um, I, I just, it sucks that the community is, uh, I guess, not as thriving as where I'd like to like it to be. Because, right. um, yeah, getting three people to play at five o'clock in the afternoon. At least there were Australians that were playing as well. Uh, it matched sure. me up with Aussies and the um, their pings were, you know, within 30, 30 to 40 milliseconds. Um, they were nice. They weren't being dickheads. They said GG after the games are done. So, whatever. Yeah, seems seems alright. Just hopefully that that kind of grows a bit more because it sounds like a lot of the pros from um, like Quake Three have jumped on board with it. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. There's there's actually a really like decent Aussie contingent in the competitive scene. Yeah, of players who made the switch. Um, uh, who are they? Corviday and. Um, Ooh, I'm blanking. The two teams, though, have, like, some really good players, and it's pretty awesome. Um, it's good watching them. I remember some of them from Gamerin as well, which is cool. Um, but, yeah, and they remember me, more importantly. So, you know, to everyone. <laughs> or to all the haters, to the Jais out there. Um, yeah, I think Python was playing it at... At one stage, yeah. he was over there. I think last year for yeah, QuakeCon, was. wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. He's like old school Quake Three player. Mm-hmm. Like probably the only one I can remember. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, I'll, I'll check it out. I guess I think I still have it. Uh, right, yeah, in the Bethesda thing, right? Wish I hadn't Steam. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Bethesda thing seems alright. Like it, whatever. It's another launcher, but it seems to work. Um, so, yeah, like, I'm, I'm still curious to see how they do their whole, um, like, what their currency is like. Is it going to be hard to unlock characters? They just seem to dump a bunch of the uh, money on you at the moment, but how is that going to change when the full game's out? Mm. Um, yeah, man. And, like, I think Nate was talking about it. Like, there was um, some maybe rumors going around about having modes in there without abilities. Um, I think that would be interesting. So, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Like a 1v1, right? Which would be your dream. That's basically... Rocket Arena. Rocket yeah. Arena. Yeah. yeah, except Rocket Arena was like, there's no splash damage. Um, well, yeah. I, I <laughs> imagine that if they're going to do 1v1s without abilities, they might as well go the whole fucking hog and do Rocket Arena, right? Like... Yeah. Shit. If they didn't... Like, if they did, like, just 1v1s and you still had to go find fucking... Like, you didn't have all every weapon at the start and all that kind of shit. I mean, I think it would just sort of take away from it a bit. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, anyway, it seems it's it seems like it's getting better from from what I can tell. <laughs> like I, I don't, I still don't think it's a great move in terms of. I, I, I feel like hero shooters are probably a bit dead. I, I don't see yeah. this game taking off, um, yeah. especially because, like a lot of the games that do take off like that, are, are, are these like colorful, bright that sort of appeal to a younger audience audiences, like your, yeah. your Fortnites and your um, Overwatches and um, uh, fucking Minecraft. Like Quake does not know. have that af- <laughs> appeal to it. Well, you know what it is, right? Like, I think that ultimately the hero shooter th- like thing sort of appeals to people who want a bit of a win button, like that sort of option, that ability to get out of a fuck up, right? Like a save me button, right? And I think that's what hero shooters tend to do is give you that that ability to. Yeah. make up for your mistakes and I think that this has always been my problem I think with Quake Champion is that Quake was always about like mechanical perfection you know your it was that pure skill like you've got obviously map knowledge is critical timing is critical but at the end of the day it was your mechanics versus someone else's it was winning 50-50s over anything else and I think that he, as a hero shooter, you know, they sort of piss that away a little bit. It can't really get there because you've, you have, you know, it's not a 50 50, right? Like going up against the big guy who charges down hallways and one shots you, that's not a 50 50 if you catch him in a hallway, right? Like yeah. it's a 90 10 and shit like that. I think that's always been my sort of problem with Quake Champions. Yeah, <clears throat> and I don't. I don't feel like it's done anything. Sort of, it's. I don't think think it's brought anything new to the genre. Mm. Like it's it's done the quake thing, but brought in abilities. Whereas you look mm. at you look at like uh, siege as an example. Mm. Like it's doing what Counter Strike did, but brought in hero abilities and also things like multi layered levels and destructibility as well. Yeah, which is and like having it be this really tactical game. Um. Yeah, yeah, and like, uh, I guess Overwatch is that other example, right? Where it 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 did the hero stuff, the, well, the hero shooters, it, like your team fortress thing, but it kind of brought in the MOBA method and bringing in these heroes and having different abilities and that sort of thing. It was kind of the one that did it really well. Um, I just yeah. don't see like when I look at Quake Champions, I don't see that connection of them like, hey, this is the new what thing that? we're doing. Yeah, it's just like it's Quake with abilities. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and I think that appeals to a very old school um, type of audience. Quake does. Yeah, Quake does. Yeah, at least. I don't think abilities appeal to that same audience. You know? Yeah, like it's a fucking fast game, um, but it's also super twitchy. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's It's got to be an interesting one to keep an eye out for. Maybe they should do a Battle Royale game instead. Ah, uh, good, good Quake idea. Quake Royale. Holy shit. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. All right. Speaking of Champions games, I've been playing an idle game called Idle Champions. Um, let me get the full name. You're playing it right now, according to Discord. It's it's on all the time now. Uh, idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms. It is a game, I believe, that came out last year. Um, 
September 8th, 2017. Discord had a fucking pop-up telling me that it was available or some shit. Oh, really? It was very, very keen to tell me that I should be playing this game. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. There are no games out at the moment. It's super frustrating. I'm like, I don't know what to play. There is, like, I've been playing another game that I can't talk about yet. It's under embargo still for another, I think, two weeks. Um, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I know. Crazy, right? Um, So, I'm like, oh, okay. Okay. I'll... uh, Semblance? It's a platforming game. Indie platformer. Under embargo for two more weeks. I believe. Indie platformer. What the fuck? Yeah, it doesn't come out until... Uh, I think it's like the 24th or something like that. Already? Yeah. So, anyway, I can't say much more about that. But anyway, I've, I've been looking for something else to play. I was super close to picking up Kingdom Come Deliverance. Yep. But, um, I don't know, something about it I was like, nah, I don't know. <laughs> I just, I wasn't sure if I was in that, that mindset to play that game. Maybe. Oh. Yeah. And I um, like it. Yeah, I watched some videos and I was like, yeah, it looks interesting, like combat. It's pretty good. But, yeah. Anyway. Um, so, I was like, oh, I'll go see how the clicker genre is going at the moment. And uh, not really a lot of games out there that really appealed to me. There was one, uh, I can't remember the name of it, but it was like a Cam Girls clicking game, idle game. Um, and I was like, that would be interesting, but no, thank you. And it was a train one. One where you build trains. Um, and there was like a really complex RPG, but that was too much effort for me. I, I just wanted like one of the ones that I leave on the background and like every hour you look at it, you're like, oh, okay, I'll buy a bunch of this shit. And then you disappear for a while. Sure. <clears throat> so, um, for, if people don't know uh, the idle genre or clicking genre is- Do we really have to explain the idle genre? Yeah. I Just quickly, okay. it takes like 10 right. seconds. Go on then. It's a game where you kind of leave it running. Um, you generally start off with like one unit or of something. And uh, and as the game progresses, you get currency and then you build more of these things and upgrade them and you get more and more currency. And eventually it's just like this loop and you it doesn't go anywhere, these games usually. Um, it's just all about making things and making more things and getting more things. Um, but I've talked about a bunch of them over the years. I guess the pinnacle yeah. of them are Cookie Clicker, would you say, is the best? Cookie Clicker is obviously- the Granddaddy? The, yeah. It's the Grand Theft Auto of the genre. Yep. Yeah. Which is a free browser game. You can play it on the browser. Go to yeah. Cookie Clicker on Google. It'll come up. Um, so this one is like based off of uh, like another RPG type thing where you've got these champions and they've all got different types of- damage attacks uh, and unique abilities you're killing like monsters in dungeons all the time um it's a wave-based format so it's like there are now um 25 monsters you've got to kill in this one or it's like you've got to collect fucking um 10 feathers uh which drop randomly from the monsters and then eventually you get to like a boss and you got to fight the boss and it takes a certain amount of damage and it's pretty much just like this progression thing um but also it's got like this overall map. So there's different dungeons with the game and have different difficulties in there as well. Um, there is also item progression. Um, you get chests and you are able to uh, open up chests and it's like, you've got uh, like a level fucking 10 axe and it does an extra 100% damage for your character. Um, 
and there's armor as well, which gives you more hit points. There are the unique thing that I've noticed with this one is it does like a formation system. So each um, each sort of uh, dungeon that you go into allows you to set your formation of characters in there, and uh, that sort of affects how much damage you do because sometimes it's like all right, this character here. It, uh, it boosts your attacks for the three people in front of you. Um, or maybe there's like, it's so it's like, like basically sort of like a grid it'll start out with of like where you can put these guys. And then sometimes it's like, all right, now it's a triangle you can put your characters into. Um, or like a weird circle with the middle piece missing. Um, so you've got to kind of fit your pieces into the correct spots, enable, which enables you to kind of do more damage. Um, and so like, sometimes it'd be like, all right, this guy, if you put him in this spot, everybody below him in the grid will do 100% more damage. Um, so there's like a, a little bit of tinkering around with where you should be putting players because sometimes it's like it's better to put them at the front of the group, but maybe they are not as tanky as some of the other characters. So it's like this sort of toss up between where you want to sort of sit them in that formation. Um, so that's kind of something unique that I've seen in this game that hasn't really been in other things that I've seen in there and um yeah it's free to play so there's not really like a lot of um I mean you can just jump in and check it out and play it if you want to there is like a purchasing mechanic which they allow you to buy chests uh in the game and that's what the um uh that's where all the, like the items come from you're leveling up uh axes and damage and whatnot um I haven't needed to do that as of yet i'm sort of just playing i only started like yesterday i think day before and sort of just let it run i've done like two or three dungeons since then and uh i'm not at the point where i'm like i feel like i need to actually buy stuff in the game um to i guess speed up my pr- progression but you otherwise can see you can see on the on the store people in your friends list have bought stuff really in the game yeah which is like you can see they bought the like the within the game not within but like that the downloadable content like the oh okay starter pack just three bucks get an entry level boost two of my friends have bought that it's uh, three bucks yeah okay maybe they've played a lot and i've enjoyed it maybe yeah there's a 45 dollar pack and we have or i have one friend who who has bought that uh they are Seamus now being Burn. deleted. Seamus Burn, former editor of Gizmodo. Yeah. Let's board that. <laughs> right. Wow. He's he's earning the big bucks, though, so he can drop. True. Um, but yeah, so like the... it's It's also got that reset mechanic in there, whereas you get to a point in the game and it's sort of... You reset back to the start of it. Um, but it gives you like another type of currency and it's like, all right, now you get uh 50% more gold during your run through. That's like the incentive to get you to, to reset the game and start over again and allows you to get back to the point where you were at, but a little bit quicker now. Um, so yeah, anyway, it seems all right from what I've played so far. Um, I, like, I'm not at a point yet where I feel like, like the game's forcing me to buy stuff. And when I yep. get to that point, that's when I'll be like, all right, whether or not I, I feel like it's worth it's <laughs> like worth actually spending money on this game or not. Um, so yeah. yeah, like like uh, we, we, you talked about it with um, the burrito game, 
uh, Brito Bison. Like you were happy to drop money on that game because you felt like yeah, you earned enough. And I, yeah, they they earned the cash, right? Yeah. Same and thing with this. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Like I'm not, I, I wasn't dissing Seamus, although the forty five dollar pack is pretty fucking crazy. Um, just yeah and it's got like little lore bits in there there's story bits that I don't really read I kind of just let it go and whatever leave leave it running um yeah and then like there's characters with abilities they've got uh, different types of abilities on there there's a bunch of characters that I haven't actually unlocked yet I think that's where you get to the point where it's like alright you've only got 10 slots in your formation on this particular dungeon but maybe you've unlocked 15 or 20 like you've got to pick and choose which ones you want um right. But I'm not at that point yet, so I don't know. I'll keep it running for a couple of days and see how I go. That's usually what I do with these things. Let them run for like a week and see where I'm at by then and whether or not it actually changes up the format of the gameplay at all because some of those games do, whereas some of them are like, it's just the same shit literally over and over again. Um, And I feel like this game could be maybe a bit different to that because it has been in early access for nearly a year. Um, That seems like it's getting some updates. It seems to be reviewed pretty well. Um, so yeah I'll check it out see what's going on but I've seen you f- you fired it up already so yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah anyway uh, yeah. if anyone's got any games to recommend to play <laughs> hit me up because uh, it's yeah. uh, it's dry season at the moment it is it is well I, I do have one game yeah you might enjoy um, well I've got two actually uh, one is Knights of Pen and Paper and uh, if you're listening you should get it right now because it's, um, it's on special it's two bucks uh, it's absolutely fucking worth it it's the it's what's replaced Lucha Libre Luchadore fucking Burrito Bison game yeah um, yeah it's uh, it's this really interesting game where you play a bunch of like role players so you are um sort of questing and it's uh like you're going through these dungeons and these quests and stuff like that um you've got these characters and yeah it's um it's very cool uh basically it, it uh i guess the like the trick of it is that you've got like the dungeon master is sitting there and he's explaining everything to you so that like it's that's the gimmick is that instead of doing basically like what you're doing in fucking idle champions uh which is like moving uh, along and doing stuff the whole time right and gradually being drip fed stuff yeah. instead it's got this dungeon master who is telling you what is going on you he's like he's got like full dialogue and he's like you go to a town and you meet um this girl uh and like your characters depending on which ones you choose they like want to learn more about her and stuff like that like they'll they'll have like patter and like banner about like learning more about this chick and stuff like that like it's a it's an RPG session as opposed to like just being an RPG. Hmm. And I think it's really cool in that sense. Like it's just a an interesting twist on the concept. Um, 
So yeah, you should definitely get that. It's, it's two bucks it's worth, well and truly worth that. Um, and yeah, check it out. It's It doesn't take long to understand, but it, it feels like it takes a while to sort of get your head around, which is cool. Is this um, the sequel, Knights of Pen and Paper 2? No, 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 get the first one. Right, it's an old game though. It is. Super old, okay. It's not It's not new. 2013. So? Still worth two bucks, just get it. Fuck. Um, maybe it's 10 bucks US, says here. What? No. What are you talking about, 10 bucks US? Knights no. of Pen and Paper? Yeah. Plus one edition. No. Where's the normal edition? Um, I, I bought it like during the sale. Yeah, buddy. It's not. There's no sale on anymore. Fuck off, mate. There's definitely a sale, and it's still getting updated and stuff. It's it updated all the time. Okay. I, I don't know how to check how much it is. Can you buy it two bucks for me and then gift it to me? Fuck off, champ. Fucking. You're the one with all the money. Buy me shit. It says ten bucks here. That is insane. Well, don't buy it for ten bucks. It's supposed to be two bucks. <laughs> All right. Anyway, um, it's good. So uh, yeah, that's good. The other one is you shouldn't have fucking told me about this idle game. Uh, Warhammer forty k, <laughs> uh, Gladius Relics of War. I reckon you'd be about this game, Luke. I reckon you should get it. What's it uh, called? Relics of War. Gladius Relics of War. Okay. Um, yeah. So it is... Oh, it unlocks in 10 hours. Okay. Oh, cool. So it's not out yet. How did you get early code? Who's giving you this shit? I'm fucking... I'm fancy. Fancy, baby. Uh, no, I'm doing the review for fandom.com. Um, so it's a 4X game. Ah, uh, based on Warhammer 40k. Right. And it is basically um, Civilization. Yeah, looks like it. But 40k. And it's, it's fucking, it's already addictive. Um, it's Civilization, but it's entirely combat focused. Mm. Uh, or like 90% fo- combat focused. Like, which is good because most of the time I play every fucking Civ game uh, sort of domination victory. So it's basically the way I play Civilization anyway. I've been thinking about it a lot and like it is missing like some of the, like because it is combat focused, you don't have the other avenues for success. You don't have like a um, cultural victory and stuff like that. Or like I'm only two hours in so maybe it's in there but I can't fucking imagine how it would be Um, it just it does just seem like the fucking the plan is to just murder everything which is very 40k Um, yeah it just like the I don't see like how that shit would fit you can't have like a religious or you know the fucking um cultural victories <laughs> yeah the the build the big fucking wonder victory or diplomatic victory or anything like that but that's yeah. just not how 40k works it doesn't really fucking matter 
but there's not really any diplomacy in here. There's because 40k is about like the domination that the space marines or the orcs or the necrons or whatever the fuck can put on the other races in this world and it's it's good man like it feels really good to to play you've got this uh interesting sort of balance between influence you you need influence to be able to build stuff it's like an actual currency unit which is a little bit difficult to sort of manage i guess um i haven't really worked out the most efficient way to manage it yet but um apart from that like once you get a a good grip on the game it plays just a lot like sit you know Mm. like yeah like apart from the influence thing it just it feels like you're just Playing Civ, playing fucking as a Civ country, except you, you're like this fucking badass fucking space marine squadron. And there's like, instead of barbarians, it's got like alien creatures around the fucking game world and stuff. And so far, they've been more scary than the fucking enemy. Yeah, right. Um, which is cool. And uh, yeah, I like the two hours that I've played of it, went by in the fucking snap of a finger it feels like civilization they've done such a good job if i had any concerns it would be that like could this just be a fucking civ mod you know Hmm. could this could could you have just fucking downloaded a modification for civilization six and played this instead you know that instead i don't know if i don't know if you could yeah but uh because you're just not seeing anything that's different in there? Like, I, I'm i not seeing anything that's, like, mind-blowingly different. I'm not seeing anything that is, like, um, staggeringly out of place in civilization. Instead, of what I'm seeing is a lot of, uh, like, civilization's classic shit. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, like like I said, I don't, I don't think it's a bad thing necessarily. I just don't know if it's necessarily worth you know the full price of admission. I have no idea what the fuck it costs. Um, Looks like it's on special at the moment for forty. I think it was forty six dollars. Right. Like I don't know. Yeah, it, it's hard to work out if it's worth the full price of a. Of a Civ game, you know, um, being that it's not that amazing, I guess, like that um, different. Yeah. Still, I'm like I'm enjoying it, and I know you like Civ games, so I know you'll enjoy it. So cool. You should, you should get in. Yep. Uh, you should check it out. Um, yeah, I'm definitely going to play a lot more of it. I don't know if it has competitive multiplayer, hmm. but I really hope it does. Because that'd be fucking cool. I would definitely play that against you guys. Yeah, but th- those types of games get to the point where it's like very. <laughs> it takes ages to yeah. fucking play because it does have online multiplayer. So yeah, I, I think um, I'd love to try it out. The way Civ handles it is like time based as well. Like you've only got a minute <laughs> to take your turn or something. I don't know. Yeah, I'd be okay with that. Hmm. Um. I always used to play basically check in once a day and definitely like Civ 
check in once a day and it definitely like drags on towards the end of games but it's okay hmm. yeah, really cool um uh, yeah anyway uh you should check it out 100 percent. right and yeah i don't know it's um definitely be talking about it more next week when i played it more yep and when I've like got my review done, right, cool, cool. And there's cool. one more game on here. One more game. Postscriptum. Postscriptum. Uh, yeah. So I had another test weekend for this. This is the super hardcore World War Two game um, that's based on like squad. Yeah. And yeah, they had another um, test weekend, and it was. Uh, I don't know, man. Like, I feel like it's sort of pissed in my cornflakes about the game a little bit because I was all about it a couple of weeks ago and I just, I feel like it needs, like, it's still got the fucking squad, sh- like, shortcut keys, splash screen and still got all this stuff and it just makes me wonder, like, it's supposed to release really fucking soon. Yeah. Uh, and it doesn't feel like it's even remotely ready for this. Um, it's like, yeah, I guess the problem is that same one that I have in PUBG and, and Battlefield. Like, the stuff around the game feels bad. Hmm. Uh, what, but when you're in the game, it's, it is more of that sort of ultra-tense, holy shit, um, like, edgy seat shit. Where you're, I was, we were playing on, I don't know what map, I don't know the maps very well, but we were in a town, uh, we were German holding this town from an allied assault, and uh, it was out of control how fucking good it was. Um, you just, you were barely holding on the whole time, it felt like. Like, you were barely keeping, like, just forget, like, the town. You, I was just trying to stay alive in my fucking house and shit. And yeah, it was very cool. Um, yeah, just, I don't know. It That's that's postscriptum to me mm. is this like these brief moments of fucking awesome, cool stuff. Yeah. Peppered by like epic dullness and uh, awkward like control system and all this <laughs> other awkwardness and it just doesn't feel very good necessarily except when you're actually having those fucking epic battles with it like and a tank rolls up or something I was literally hiding in a fucking hedge and uh like I was deep behind enemy lines because basically I hadn't been paying attention to my map. My wife had been talking to me and I'd been running. <laughs> and uh, when I looked at my map, I'd somehow made it way past the cap uh, point uh, and where we were supposed to be. And I was essentially where they were spawning. And I hardcore panicked because I'd been running for fucking ages. And so I was like, edging my way to basically super flank them to get around behind them and, and see what I can do. And, uh, yeah, I'm like 
about to line up this dude to take him out and then I like the fucking this fucking epic screeching that uh, always happens whenever you hear like a tank rolling up that like heavy engine and the the caterpillar tracks rolling over one another and stuff like that uh yes like kicks in and I'm like oh god and I look around and there's this fucking tank rolling and I hit the deck uh, and I, he mustn't have seen me, but he was fucking tearing along as far, like super fucking quick. Um, and yeah, he rolled past, like just past me. I don't think he wasn't aiming to run me over or anything. He was just on his map. There was no like, uh, team teammates in that area. So there was no reason to worry about driving over this hedge that I was fucking hiding in. He must have driven like fucking two meters away. And it's like, that wasn't even fucking conflict. We didn't even get into a fucking fight. It's not like I took a shot at him or tried to blow him up or anything. He never knew I was there. And I was like full blown panicked about his existence because mm. I thought I was fucked. I think that that is the essence of postscriptum. Those crazy moments, those one sided stories where. You never had a hope of like winning, and so it's epic that you just managed to live through it. And once he rolled past, I um, I came up on like a group of four dudes, and I managed to shoot two of them. But I only had this. I think that's the other problem I have with postscriptum is that. The, de- the default weapon is a fucking bolt action mm. and it feels so bad like if you come up against more than two people you're done there's no fucking way you live through it um you don't like if you're the default fucking rifleman you don't even get a fucking pistol as a sidearm so you've literally just got this bolt action and it takes forever to fucking fire <laughs> so yeah, you get two shots off, and then by then, everyone knows what the fuck is going on. So maybe you've killed those two dudes, but if you didn't kill the fucking medic, yeah, then the medic's just going to get them back up anyway. So it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, yeah, you need to like I don't know. It just feels like you should be able to come up on motherfuckers out of nowhere and do something good, and it's and it doesn't feel like you're able to. Yeah. yeah. Is it like capture and hold maps or? Yeah, like the it's the same as the same way Squad works, which is like that linked capture and hold. Uh, so you can't like capture E, can't capture A and E at the same time. You got to capture A and then B and then C and then D and then E. Mm-hmm. And one team is uh, attacking, the other team is defending, basically at all times. And so it's this moving front. It's moving like battlefront at yep. high time. And there's a ticket system. Uh yes, I think so. I don't know. Yeah. I never really pay that much attention. To- so like you die and you respawn, is that what happens? Yeah, yeah, you respawn at one of the points, either at a forward or operating base or back at the fucking base. Yeah. It's always pretty rough. But uh yeah, you just stream back in. It's good. Cool. Yep. Yeah, I watched uh, some streams on the weekend, but 
couldn't really uh, get a grasp of like how that sort of mechanics worked because they seemed like they'd been playing it for a while. <laughs> All right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Cool. All right. I think that's everything, is it? That is everything. Yeah. Nothing crazy. Bit of a slow week. Um, Little one. Yeah. Should we do some news, though? Let's do it. Let's do it. Darksiders 3 has a release date now, uh, November 27th. It's this year. I didn't uh, didn't expect it to be this year. Uh, what? Is it? Really? Yeah. Alright. Why? Like, I still don't understand why you're obsessed with this game. Because you're so fucking in. You're so about it. Darksiders was great. Darksiders 1 was great, yes. Darksiders 2, not so much. It was alright. It was, yeah, yeah whatever. Um, 3, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see how we go. Yeah. I don't know. I doubt, I doubt that it's... I'm very skeptical yeah, it's not the same team, is it? It's different different teams working on this one. Um, uh, as far as I'm aware. No. I don't know. Oh, I said yeah. maybe. Uh, I thought it was. Yeah, anyway. Um, I guess we'll, uh, we'll see in the end of the year, November, whether or not it's any good. But this time you're playing as was it Fury? The lady. Right, yeah, the chick, yeah. Yeah. Um, so she's got chains and whatnot. So like old school Kratos. Yep. See how that goes. Anyway, um, I don't know, man. Like I was struggling to find news. There's not much to talk about this week. There's really <laughs> not a lot going on. Um, uh, Sea of Thieves news. I wanted to talk about this one because I thought it was interesting. Uh, the Bar Rat Adventures, which is a, it's like they're doing like weekly events. Um, and this is the third weekly event they've done for the Sunken Curse where they've got like a bunch of stone like totems or uh, like, like under the water that you have to go and find. And I think you have to kill them and then they drop bounties and whatnot. Um, anyway, I think this is interesting because these are weekly events and I think it's fucking crazy that a game that doesn't have much content to begin with are doing weekly events. Like, they should be putting this in there as actual, like, stuff you should be doing all the time. Yeah. As opposed to, like, oh, you can only do this between these two dates. And and then it disappears. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Bananas. That is crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, it's cool that they're doing all these expansions. I think one expansion's already out. There's another one coming, I think, next month, next couple of weeks. Um, but they're doing these, like, weekly events in between. And it's... I just think it's insane that they're like not having these be proper like missions within the game like things to go out and do yeah it's uh, I, I can't even um, like fathom the reasoning like why they would be doing that like doing it that way because you'd think they'd be crying out for content right they'd, they'd be desperate for content yeah uh, yeah, because I, yeah, I read this and I was like, oh, cool, new content. And then I was like, it's only available between these dates. And I was like, that's a bit dumb. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's something that you see other games doing that are a bit more fully fledged um, with things to do in there. Um, and that game was really screaming for more things to do. Uh, it's cool yeah. that they're doing that, but limiting that between certain times is not that great. So, no, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. It's insane. Um, and the last bit of news is one that you put in here, which is a release date for 
Dead Souls. Dead Souls on all platforms. Yep. That means the Switch. August 7th. It's out. I'm about it. I'm well in. Yep. Uh, I can't wait. I'm definitely getting on Switch. So I'm a huge dork. Um, and it'll be nice to have a game that I actually want to play on my Switch. So, you know. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. What about you? Are you excited? Um, like, I don't know, man. I, I've been playing this game for years. It's cool that it's coming out. Um, hopefully that means more people will check it out at some stage. But yeah, I, like I've so I've put so many hours into it already. So, uh, I think when it fir- when I first talked about it, I thought it was pretty polished and good to go. True. Yeah, they made some pretty decent updates though. Yep. Um, like I don't know. It's it's like way better than it was before. So yeah, for sure. It's good. People should check it out for sure. Lots of fun. Yep. All right, that's it. Unless there's anything else you can think of that happens that you want to talk about. Uh, no. No. Awesome. Uh, that's the show. We should wrap things up. You can find us on iTunes, Android, Windows Store, uh, under the Gap or the GA Podcast. If you type that in, we should show up. Um, appreciate if people would review and rate us on there. It helps other people find the show. Uh, you Wait, can also- what about questions? Is there, was there questions? There's a question. Is it worth reading out? Uh, of course. Okay, go. Baz writes, Good to hear the Jap- Japan stories, Jobo. I agree 100% with Akihabara. Not overly impressed. I will say, though, if you enjoy anime or models of your favorite video game characters, it would be paradise. Some really cool Final Fantasy and Monster Hunter stuff there. Favorite parts are tough as the whole place was amazing, but can narrow it down to some standouts. Activity, go-karting in Tokyo. Reached speeds of 80 kilometers an hour. Lol, scary stuff in traffic. Yeah, I saw shitloads of people doing that Mario Kart thing, eh? Like, <laughs> heaps. Uh, it seemed very popular. Every time I saw them, though, they were going very slowly, uh, which I thought was a bit weird. Um, so I think it's like... 50cc. As, as it is, like... Uh, 50cc. No, the little baby ones. Um, but yeah, I think it's as much a tour as it is, like, an actual... Um, opportunity to race around the streets of Tokyo. Uh, sightseeing. I didn't do it. My wife can't drive and I still don't have my international open license. So not much point there uh, for me. Anyway, Sightseeing. My, Mount Fuji and Todaiji, a massive temple with a massive Buddha statue inside it. It was unbelievable. Uh, yeah, I saw Mount Fuji. I didn't really visit many temples or shrines. Eh? I visited one, hmm. uh, which was really cool. It was like fully covered in moss because basically they like just had a moss problem. Had a moss problem. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they like the particular habit of that area in Osaka was to throw water onto it when you completed your prayer. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that's, I guess that's what, they did, and that's why there was moss everywhere. Um, yeah, it was cool. Uh, place, Okinawa Aquarium and Osaka in general. Is the Okinawa Aquarium different to the Osaka Aquarium? I don't know. Um, so a quick look. Because I think there's two aquariums in Japan that have um, whale shark. Oh, it is a different place. Yeah, okay. 
Oh yeah, I remember looking this one up. It was fucking, but Okinawa is like fucking ages away from Tokyo and stuff. So, um, I was on a fucking completely different island. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, okay. Good effort. Good effort. Mm. Jeez. Uh, but it has a yeah a whale shark as well, and I did not go to it. Um. One of the world's largest aquariums, apparently. Yeah, Nasaka in general. Worst part was the smoking. Uh, can't stand it. Yeah, me neither. I th- yeah, I was saying that last week. It's just crazy, right? That it's still so common to me. You know that because they seem so ahead of shit in every like every other facet. But uh, smoking's still crazy. Um, yeah. And glad you had a good trip. We went in spring and the weather seems like it was much cooler than when you went. I was able to wear shorts and t-shirt comfortably. Didn't get too cold or sweat much. My wife and I walked all day and evening about two weeks straight. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I I definitely sweat too much. I did find some sick new fucking underpants though. So, you know, it was worth it for that. Swings and roundabouts. As they say. Hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, good question. There was no question. I asked him a question. Remember last week I was like, what was your Japan trip? Right. Um, so yeah, good stuff. Thanks, Baz. Cool. Um, yeah. All right. And that is the podcast. There you now. go. If you want to send us questions like Baz, you can do it the old fashioned way through email, the GA podcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us on social media, facebook.com slash the GA podcast, twitter.com slash GA podcast. Or you can go to um, our Discord page, which is thejpodcast.com slash Discord, and you leave questions like Baz did. Uh, you can yep. play games in there. Um, what else can you do? You can you can look at our uh, put a link up there to the uh, to the Josh Hartnett Josh pod- podcast. It's true. Um, if that's something you want to get into, um, For whatever reason. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that's weird. Um, you listen to a lot of podcasts, right? I I used to. Oh, you uh, when I was driving, you don't travel. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, not not like I still listen to Bombcast in the car, but that's probably about it. Oh, and slash film, like I'll, I'll put that on uh, on the PC. Like I'll be writing or something and just have that on the background. Yeah, okay. but not as much as what I used to. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So no, I, that, uh, that is that is not in my current rotation. The Josh um, Hartnett podcast. Right. Yeah. So it might not be that good. Well, but it probably is. Probably is. A living legend. <laughs> um, and a shooting guard for the Lakers. That's Josh Hart. No, I'm sorry. Correct. You're wrong. You got to learn uh, these things. Now you're on Team Lakers. No, I'm a Lakers fan. Yep. All right. <laughs> Let's wrap it up. Yeah, um, you can go to website, thegapodcast.com. It's got all the links we just talked about just then, including past episode of the show. Uh, check that out. Maybe you, did, you didn't hear our E3 podcasts. Go listen to that. That went for fucking ages, like eight hours, I think. There were multiple of them. There was two. Yeah, two of them. Multiple. Yep. Um, and that's all thanks to our Patreon subscribers. If you want to help support this show, you can go to patreon.com slash podcast. Appreciate everyone that does that every month. Mm-hmm. And that is it. You want to spiel anything, Job? 
Uh, go check out my interview with um, Swiper from the Chiefs. Uh, he um, he was part of the, the team that, that defeated Region SEA in the Rift Rivals last week. Had a good chat with him. It was pretty interesting. He um, was extremely honest, uh, probably too honest, if if you ask me, because uh, he was dumping on the diewolves pretty hard, and uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they weren't. I don't know. I'm, they're playing one another this week in the OPL, and yeah. uh, I think it's going to be pretty fucking spicy. They're going to get yeah, a bit chippy. Um, so yeah. That's pretty good. I uh, did an interview with um, Zen from Avant Guard. Uh, they took down the Chiefs team uh, in Rocket League. And Chiefs had been previously undefeated for 18 months. Right. Uh, and they beat them. They're like, they were losing basically every game at the start of Gfinity. And uh, now come the semifinals, they managed to beat the Chiefs. Pretty huge turnaround. Which is awesome. Uh, so yeah, I ch- chatted with uh, him about that. It wasn't uh, wasn't a great interview, I reckon. Yeah. Like, um, I guess yeah. Just I don't know. Some short answers, really. Yep. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, and that's about it. Obviously, when this inter- uh, review for. 40, Warhammer 40k drops uh, you should go read that on fandom but it won't drop before this podcast stop so yeah we'll talk about that next week cool cool nice. alright what about you you got anything um no not by the time this goes up um okay. next week got some stuff happening um but you can go to twitter twitter.com slash luke follow me on there I talk about things l-a-w-r-a sometimes sometimes talk about things mostly yeah. basketball these days yeah, that's fair. Yeah. This is very interesting. What is basketball? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Been watching Summer League. Summer League's good, sort of. Mm, I did like that camera that the Lakers were using, the camera on a wire. Yeah, that was weird, right? <laughs> it was It was like uh, somebody watched too much NBA 2K and was like, let's do this shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, like, it's the sort of thing they used for a while, right, in... Um, it's in NFL. NFL, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Um, and I think... I don't watch that much NRL, but I feel like I've seen it in NRL at some stage. Yeah, I'm pretty but sure. But it's more predominant in NFL because they've got it on that wire and they get really super fucking close to the action. Um, yeah. Whereas this was kind of doing that as well. But they were doing... I felt like it was a bit too far back at some stages. It was kind of hard to get an idea of what was going on. Um but I guess, yeah, they're just testing that thing, man. They're just like... Summer League is where they try different rules and different ways of playing the game. Like, they've got the challenge system in there now that they're trying out with the giant white orb. Have you seen any of that? Uh, no. What? Basically, like, you know how they've got the, the replay center um, where it's like, all right, we can go to, like, the video referee. Um, now there's... a. A thing in there where the coach can call a timeout in the last I think it's the last two minutes or four minutes of the game and they get one or two challenge I think it's one at the moment and uh, if say somebody gets fouled on a play but the refs don't call it they can challenge that play and go back and look at it like that sort of shit um, so yeah 
but whether or not that ends up that that's still i mean that that's something that won't go in i would guess to this seasons of nba it's kind of like things they test out for future seasons and whatnot um but yeah it's progressive either way as opposed to watching soccer i mean they're getting there they've got they've got a video replay system they use every once in a while now but still uh yep (laughs) it's a bit harsh i mean i think the england versus um crash game this morning was pretty good for a complete lack of flopping until right oh, yeah. end when croatia needed to <laughs> slow down the game us. yeah 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 i was because I, I went out, i got up to watch that game um yeah, I and i was super impressed of how fucking quick that game was going like nobody was on the floor until um i think at one point england was in front by a bit and they were slowing down yeah, and then all of a sudden, like Croatia scored, and they were the ones trying to slow it down. They got to do. They got to do the fucking basketball thing of like full blown uh, resetting the clock, right? I know that, but I was reading, and apparently, like the with all the stoppage time that actually takes place, they play about like. 30 minutes a half yeah not 45 minutes a half hmm. and so if you were to make it 45 minute halves where they were actually playing the entire 45 minutes these motherfuckers would be exhausted yeah so that is apparently one of the reasons why they don't do that uh still yeah like it's shit watching people roll around on the ground for no reason especially when you yeah. can go back and see it and you're like didn't even touch a dude <laughs> yeah anyway that's the show that's it that's nothing show. else to talk about uh next week i don't know maybe we can well we're going drinking tomorrow night maybe we can play some uh board games or something oh yeah um and we can talk about them next week i'm not sure i'm just spitting good plan yeah we'll do that we'll see if we can do that yeah. Yep, and it sounds like you'll be able to talk about Idol Champions next week, maybe. Oh, click, clicky game? Am I clicking that loud? Am I? I'm, I'm killing some fucking dryad or some shit. <laughs> yep. Sure, pe- people shit. loving oh it. Oh, she's got two fucking... Oh, my God, I'm going to die. It's fucked. <laughs> All right, thanks, everyone, listening. See you next week. Bye!